pass it on. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to the Pass It On podcast with me, Chris and Steve. Steve, you're going to talk to us about furniture today. I am. I'm looking forward to talking to you about furniture. That and makes one of us. <laughs> you wait. You just wait. You will wooden. You will be so excited by the time we finish this podcast. So prepare, far, so good. Prepare yourself. <laughs> right. When I say furniture, though, I just want an excuse to talk about the furniture that I grew up with. My mother and father's house and my grandmother's house. So, do you have any of it, incidentally? Do you have any? Uh, no, no. My um, when my mother and father died, they died within three weeks of each other, which was somewhat trying. Um, my brother took on their house, and he still has their house um, largely intact, the way it was. We're going to be the tenement house museum <laughs> of the future. Aww. You can still go there, and um, it's where I lived for my entire life. My mother and father bought it for. Top and Topney or something in 1960, <laughs> and it's still there, still largely unchanged, apart from the bits that my father added to it. But I hold it in great regard, and um, I feel almost, uh, I feel almost sorry for people who can't go back to the place where they grew up and go into that house, go into their old bedroom, and see where they uh, <laughs> stand in. So I remember breaking that window, <laughs> or I remember sp- spilling stuff over here. Well, I remember trying to sneak in this door when I was somewhat late of an evening. <laughs> somewhat late, a good evening. Somewhat late, yeah. <laughs> a little tired and emotional. Indeed, indeed. Yes, I, I was sometimes tired and emotional. Not often, though. We're going to talk about furniture, but there aren't any really furniture-like tips in the book. It's more like... Um, so why are we here? What have you brought us here for? I'm going to, because we're going to talk about cleaning furniture. Okay, I can and, get on board with that. And we can then sort of... I'll find a reason to tell you about my mother and father's dresser. Because I know you're 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 gagging to, to know. Water spots. Water spots on a French polished table are easily removed with Vaseline. Use a piece of cotton wool and rub it briskly round and round over the spot. Mrs. Carmichael, 19 Westland Drive, Scotston, Glasgow. How, you, I know, how much uh, French Polish furniture do you have in your new house, Connie? I don't even know what French Polish is. <laughs> As in, like, Mr. Sheen, but the French version. <laughs> Monsieur Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was kind of, or it still is, uh, it's hardwood, dark wood, usually stained very walnut dark, with a very, very high polish on it. Um, Lots of hard work. Yes, yeah. Quite an art, I believe, French polishing. And, uh, and people still do it, I think. You still get French polishers. Do you? Who, you know, I think a you little do. bit like people who used to come around and sharpen your knives. Yes. Yeah. You have people coming around. True. Yeah. If you do sharpen your knives, come Watch on. Oliver no. and you'll. you'll, I knew you'll um, it was in. Uh, it was in Oliver. Please, sir, can I have some more? Yeah, as in that. Yeah. <laughs> knives, knives to grind. <laughs> and he knives to Your grind. Turn, Steve. Uh, um, he will buy. <laughs> <laughs> My command of the songs from Oliver is somewhat lacking. However, the Oliver the Musical only tells about a third of the story. Yeah, it's a very big... It's Dickens. Yeah. (laughs) These are big books. I I recently reread Oliver Twist and was amazed by how much longer it is. His brother isn't even in Oliver. Mm. His brother? 
got a brother, yeah. Scandal. Well, half brother. Still. I know. Right. Seeing yeah. as you were so excited with the water spot, yeah. <laughs> get <Boring>. this. <laughs> Leather furniture. Keep free from cracks by polishing regularly with a cream made from one part vinegar and two parts linseed oil. Bottle and shake until creamy. Mrs. Aird, 39 <laughs> Brown Crescent, Thornton, Fife. So I'm getting the notion it. that you guys aren't treating <laughs> my wonderful tips I have a today. Joke to make. I have a joke. I was going to make it, but Never I didn't want to interrupt you. So you said, keep, say the first sentence again. <laughs> keep, the memory's worse than his. Flaming. Keep free from cracks by polishing regularly. No, keep free from cracks by wearing trousers while you're sitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry, that that joke, that joke didn't go over my head. That joke went under my head. That was awful. Connie's very pleased. Con- with herself, Connie is <laughs> almost as pleased with herself as the person who'd have written that tip that in. So funny. He's clearly very pleased right, with himself. So she I is. So giggled that I didn't listen to the rest. But something about creamy, <laughs> creamy. They're using their sour milk at it again. Shake until creamy. No, it's vinegar, which is of course vinegar our discount discount code just now for the book. Yes, oh, yeah. it is. Twenty percent off because vinegar is in every damn thing. <laughs> it is one part vinegar and two parts linseed oil. That linseed must have smelled oil. lovely. Linse. I love the smell of linseed oil. What is linseed oil? Well, obviously it's a, it's the oil of a linseed, but... Um, Here's a general knowledge question. What do you get if you plant a linseed? A lintree. <laughs> I don't know. Your flax. Oh, of course. Yeah, sorry. So what's flaxseed? Is that linseed? Same thing, I would imagine. Well, you buy, can buy flaxseeds. That's just a fancy name for linseeds. Anyway, leather furniture in a old-fashioned 1950s sort of house would have a smell to it that would be the smell... Of the linseed oil. And small boys, such as me, would... Still small. Would <laughs> Not a sponge boy. <laughs> oh, Connie, you are absolutely on form today. <laughs> I am. I'm I, feeling good. The sun is out, finally. So you thought you'd celebrate <laughs> by having a go at me? Yes. Right, okay. In that case, I will have my revenge. I do admire, though, the, 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 the inventiveness I, and the... I was listening to a podcast today, actually, and it was talking about a, a lady whose mum... Uh, had made makeup because uh, she was black and she couldn't find makeup mm. um, on the high street, so she'd actually formulated her own makeup. Very good. Um, and the the fact that she, the writer in her to the Sunday Poster, knew to mix vinegar and uh, mind you, in fairness, probably just took some vinegar and added it as a base to everything, just out of just default. In case. <laughs> I have a cleaning product for it's called Leather Feed stuff. I don't have a single piece of leather in my house apart from a jacket. But so. I bought it anyway, just in case. <laughs> I didn't know I wasn't going to have... When I bought it, I didn't know I wasn't going to have any leather. Look in the ingredients, see if it's um, linseed oil and vinegar. I'll, I will. I'll Actually, report. it might well be like an, an acid, because that's what's emulsifying with it. Yeah. The oil, uh-huh. I guess. And does yeah. she spray it on, or dab it on, or... She'll have rub it, it, it on, and rubbed it in, given it some... Every single job that you did in the 1950s wasn't a real job, unless it involved copious amounts of elbow grease. I also have a cleaning product called Elbow Grease. It's yellow. Anyway, sorry, moving on. Elbow Grease, for, again, for our international listeners, in case it's not an idiom oh, yeah. with which you're familiar, it <laughs> means um, doing it with effort. Doing it with hard work. Nothing's worth doing unless you're Using do your big muscles. It involves hard work. Yes. Women kept young, <laughs> fit, and slim by polishing vigorously. <laughs> Mind you, in fairness, though, as well, that's why uh, some of the dietary recommendations from Pass It On and other sources from this era 
look insane in terms of the calorific value, but of course yeah. they were burning calories yes, far yes, more than we were. were. Definitely. And that's why, you know, the idea of a full English breakfast or a full Scottish breakfast, oh. it, as delicious as it is, it's Every supposed to be something you have after you've been out in the fields for three or four hours, yes. five yep. hours before that, and then you tank up your calories. It's not supposed to be rise from your bed at I'll 10 o'clock in the morning and then wander down and fry up a few yeah, that's too early. <laughs> oh, Connie. Connie, you're supposed to be getting hints and tips that are Improving you as a person, not lying about in your bed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a word with your mother. I can't help it. You can. And here's how. Economical polish. To polish my furniture, I use a saucer of slightly heated olive oil, rubbed over evenly and then polished. Result? A beautiful shine and any scratches are completely camouflaged. Mrs Lane, Pinewood Cottage, Corsi Hill, Earth. Just camouflage because there's a trench of oil in them. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a very small amount. Huh? I, I bet you Mrs. Ling's furniture was absolutely beautifully polished. I bet it, I bet it smelled. Connie, do you know where olive oil was originally sold when it first came to Britain? What kind originally. Of, in what kind of shop? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Butchers. Chemists. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. In a I was going to say chemist, to be honest. And it was used medicinally. Yeah. Oh, it's oh. very good for you, though, isn't Imagine it? No, but not, not, not even oil. ingested. It was used like to, in your ears. and. Uh, well, they uh-huh. use almond oil for your ears, some, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and it came in absolutely minuscule bottles for exorbitant sums. So who thought, mm, that helps my earwax, I'm going to slob it in my Well, chips. obviously the Mediterraneans <laughs> don't put olive oil in your chips, lassie. You mean, yeah, if you're cooking them from raw. No, you wouldn't fry it with olive oil, that'd be vile. No, I put, bake them with olive oil. Well, okay, baking's a different thing. Do you? Yeah. Anyway. I'll, I'll have to try that. I'll need to find somewhere to up my olive I'll te- oil. Intake. I will tell you my recipe. We're just going to take this break and I'll tell you my recipe. Remember, you can get 20% off both Pass It On books if you use the discount code VINEGAR at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms, and here's your bonus ad break tip. To clean a pepper pot lid, draw a darning needle with thick thread through the holes. Interesting. So you use bicarbonate of soda as no, well? In that no, no, stop that. Do? That's fake news. I knew <laughs> it would involve vinegar. Not, well, it does once they're finished, but <laughs> not during. Uh, actually, in fairness, uh, Connie hasn't told us her recipe. For, she refuses to divulge her <laughs> yeah, recipe. It's like Iron Brew. It's proprietary information. She's keeping it for the second series of Pass It On Tips, which oh, will be God. all about cooking. Yeah, and it won't be with Chris and I, because, Chris and I, because we can't handle anymore. <laughs> she's getting, have you noticed she's getting she's cheeky? Getting bolshy, isn't she, she is. I'm yeah. getting good at this. Uh-huh. Is <laughs> it, have you just turned 21 or something? I'm 22 soon. That's it, you're getting old. That's what it is. Oh. Old and crutchy. Right. In that case, I'll have to cheer you up with mm. a useful tip. Dogs here. A strip of foam rubber tacked to the reverse side of a sweeping brush will pick up dog hairs when passed lightly. Over the carpet. Mrs. D. Bowen, 17 Victoria Place, Brechin. That's so helpful. My dog's hairs are mental. <laughs> like, you could knit a jumper out of him in a day with what comes off of him. He is mental for hairs. actually care. I don't want to no. <laughs> break it to you. But. <laughs> no, it's, it's 100% dot. And it comes out in like 
also single strand, but like cl- like full on clumps as well. It's a shame. Well, it's a it's a, it's a smart tip, and so kudos yeah. to your pass it on column. See, I say your pass it on column. Yeah. Um, it's all mine. They are pass it on column. But yeah. equally, where are you going to find foam rubber? What is it? How do you get it? What is foam rubber? Yeah, no. I mean, I think the clue's very much in the title. Because you know, just, very, like I would say, like sellotape or something like that is probably. Just it's going to immediately well. fill up, though, isn't it? Yeah. So what's yeah. foam rubber going to do? I think it sweeps it up in a sort of. Um, in a pile to pick up motion, I think. You I can, do you know what? Actually, people do that. Mrs. Hinch does that with a squeegee. Same, same basic idea. So she does yeah. it on our stairs and stuff like that. And I think she's been reading our 1950s tips. Let's send her the book. Uncovered the uh, secret to Mrs. Mrs. Hinch's success. Yes. Oh, she's, she's she plagiarising. I don't read. Um, right. I don't know an awful lot about dogs here or about foam rubber picking Spend it up. Spend half an hour reminding you all. That doesn't sound like it'd work, in all honesty. Well, um, the squidgy does. Of course, they all work because they're in the Sunday Post yeah, and they are therefore yeah. true. But this one does have a question mark hanging over it. Do you think that'd work? Yeah, I think it'd work. Well, the, yeah. she she shows on her Instagram stories, like, she's dragging the squidgy along, like, her stairs or her carpet uh-huh. or her front door mat or whatever, and it does collect in a small kind of, like, shower drain-esque ball. Mm. Okay. Oh, that's, that hair's disgusting. <laughs> right. So Here's a question then. How often do you go around your house, around your living room, and dust all the surfaces? Um, once or twice a week. That's very impressive. Chris, would you go that far? No. No, I certainly don't think I would either. But You probably don't do the housework, Steve, so... Yeah, but I watch while somebody else <laughs> does the housework. <laughs> oh dear, I might be in trouble again. Yeah, you're going to... At the Pass It On Pod on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this would help. Easier polishing. When washing dusters... Don't rinse out the soap. You will find the soap deposit brings up a nice polish on your furniture. Mrs. C. Preston, 410 Shieldhall Road, Glasgow. Think that'd work? Not how I would do it, but I do. I don't use polish or anything like that. I use hot soap, like fairy liquid water and a microfiber cloth. Because I find and a polish. a basin of hot water? Well, I yeah, like I put hot water and uh-huh. fairy liquid in a basin and then. Right. Ring it out. Like I don't have anything in my house that is polished. I don't think or polishable. Really? No, but you must do like really? window sills and stuff. What would you? What would you? I wouldn't polish them. I just uh, window sills. I just wipe down with uh, a damp sponge, soapy cloth, soapy, <laughs> so soapy or non soapy, uh, non soapy. Well, so get tell it honestly because I find that polish for like. It just polish, spreads it. Exactly. It just pol- spreads pol- it. Yeah. Yes, Whereas, because polish is not a cleaning product. It's a finishing mm-hmm. product. Yeah, so hot soapy water and a microfiber cloth pick, actually picks it up and removes it. So when I'm dusting, I'd use a sort of fluffy mm-hmm. duster thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't then polish anything. I'd, okay. like, oh, none of my none well, of my furniture is Reversing a little bit, you talking about you don't think you actually have anything in your house that you would actually polish. That brings me back to what we were going to talk to you, or what I was going to talk about. Oh yeah, furniture. The furniture. Um, houses changed massively. When I was a young lad, there was a dresser in uh, the living room that displayed things, although it wasn't quite a display cabinet. There was yeah. often a folded down dining room, dining table, not a dining room. <laughs> but my, my grandmother certainly didn't have room for a dining table to be up all the time but that was kept and it was a very very dark wood shiny thing it seemed to attract dust like nobody's business but that 
uh, it's that sort of dark furniture that I uh, really associate with my like with my childhood. Yeah, 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 really, really dark. Though. I mean, not, also not reddish. Also very heavy. Yeah, very solid. And not um, not movable about. I think, I think these d- I think these days mm. we are much more. Uh, keen to reconfigure rooms, yeah. Yeah. both within the room, and then just swap. Actually, that will be the living room mm-hmm. for the next while. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Much more keen to do that. Whereas in the fifties and earlier, you pretty much just that set up it. your rooms, and that was that was it. Yeah, was done. yeah. I have a strange dislike for rearranging furniture. I like things where they are. Yeah, and not moved about. I do as well, but then I plan my well. Notice recently, obviously moving in, that I plan my rooms depending on where things will fit. And if they will, and if I move it about, then they won't fit. Mm. So, like we just got a mirrored. I suppose I think it's class as a TV unit, but the TV's on the wall, so but it's like maybe like a foot, a meter and a half long, and then maybe like sixty, seventy, and uh, centimeters wide. Mm. Um, and it's all mirrored, which is a bloody nightmare trying to keep that dust free. Mm. Anyway, um, but yeah, so that wouldn't fit anywhere else in the living room, so yeah. it has to stay there. Certainly a lot of the furniture we bought when we moved into our last place, which was unfurnished, rented place, when we moved to our current unfurnished rented place, they the, didn't configure well yeah. in the space. Yeah. Some of the stuff's just... Made I like the idea of moving things about, but it's, I think it's quite hard. It's funny, I was there was a thing I was reading a, a few years ago about um, furniture in medieval rooms, which and it would describe it as you know, chairs and things would be pushed back against the wall unless... In use, and then be brought forward, and thought that sounded quite quaint and interesting. But yeah. then I realised that I do like our living room is exactly that. Our yeah. living room has got pretty much all the all the furniture pushed back it's against on, the wall. Yeah. A lot because we've got a little kids, so she runs mm-hmm. around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if we're going to have a family meal or something, we'll bring the table out in the middle of the room and yeah. the leaves out and stuff. Modern houses are more configurable in different ways, though, because back in certainly the fifties and and before. One wall had the fireplace, one wall had the window, one wall had the door. Uh, the door, usually. So if you were going to have a settee against the wall, that took up the fourth wall. And that was the only way you could really well, do I've it. I've got something on all of my walls. So I've got okay. do- two sets of double doors in my living room. Mm-hmm. One coming from the hall into the living room and one set going from the living room to the dining room. Mm-hmm. So there's two sets of double doors. The TV is it's kind of got like a fake fire it's not got a fake fireplace it's got a fake kind of hearth that sticks out a few inches yeah so the tv kind of has to go on that wall because there's no room on either side for a sofa and then the other one has a bay window the other wall has the bay mm. window so there's literally nowhere no to go, wall, yeah. well yeah. where we do have the sofas against the wall but only they like fit in no more yeah. basically i also cannot get used to people hanging tvs high on their walls that looks very very wrong to me what, like that here in this room? Yeah, a, a TV should hat. be down low. Yeah, yeah. there's actually, um, I remember reading a while ago uh, that that's scientifically true, what you say, Steve, because, and this, as I say, it sounds a bit mumbo-jumbo, so maybe this is nonsense, but the idea being that our eyes are kind of configured so that if we're looking up, we're looking at in a distance, the idea being, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. historically, yeah. hunter-gatherer times, you'd be if you're looking up, you're looking at a distance, but if you're looking down, you're looking close mm-hmm. to... So that's a good reason. And certainly ergonomically with um, your computer screen, that should be at the top that of your eye computer level, screen. Yeah. Be at the yeah. top, the screen, top of your eyes. Our yeah. TV I do is as well. Like, like when we were sitting down, because Ken and I are sort of basically a similar height. So when we were, we, were, we we'd sort of did it on how we sit 
Mm. And it, our TV is basically in line with us. It's just that it's on the wall as opposed to on the unit or whatever. Well, a lot of people do, you're right, hanging above fireplaces. Yeah. It just looks deeply uncomfortable. Well, you're sitting yes. kind of stooning yep. your neck. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I suspect for some people, um, <laughs> television is a odd, irregular treat. <laughs> rather than just being on all the time. Yeah. Um, again, though, it's one of these things that no, nobody teaches you how to lay out your house. You're kind of, you buy stuff and you slot it in and there's you no... You know what you should have. No plans, yeah. 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 I mean, I have plans and I have to measure meticulously. Do you? Yeah. You always measure before you buy something? Unless I know it will definitely fit. Uh-huh. You know, I, if you're buying something small, then yeah, no. But if it's a big piece of important furniture then yeah i would measure i've yeah. never tried it because we haven't bought furniture for a long time now but i know that ikea in its um, app for smartphones has an ar function so that you Doesn't can work very well um real uh, virtually drop furniture into your space and you'll see wow. how big it is and yeah. where it's going to fit yeah in. yeah it's, i've tried that before wayfair also do the same thing right. but it's not um it doesn't work particularly well but also i, I wouldn't equally i wouldn't trust it also as well in the 50s mm-hmm. um People would inherit furniture a lot. They would, yeah. And yeah. so you wouldn't have that much choice about what sure. you had because it was very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the furniture itself was very hard-wearing and very expensive craftsmanship. Yeah. Um, so you just get stuff from people who died or people yeah, who donated to them. you. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have much choice. You had oh, to make it work. In my grandmother's house, there was one comfy seat and the rest of the chairs in the room were dining chairs that she... We'd only use when using the dining table. Were they made table. of horsehair? Uh, they were actually made of horsehair, yeah. yeah it wasn't I find that fascinating. Do you? I mean, mean the stuffing the for the Very hard. Mm-hmm. cushions, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's unyielding. Well, uh-huh. yeah, horsehair is quite coarse. Mm. It is, yeah. Yep. Uh, should be clear, we, when you talk about horsehair, that means the stuffing inside a cushion. Yes. Right, yeah. Padding as such. Yeah. Also used in lath and plaster walls, horsehair. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We discussed yeah, that. We didn't discussed we? that, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that's enough on horsehair for today. Um, join us next time for more madness or possibly genius from the households of Scotland in the 1950s, and for more nonsense from us here in Scotland today. See you then. If you know anyone who enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know they can subscribe for free in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever they get their podcasts, or you could leave us a wee review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. And don't forget, as Steve said, as a listener to this podcast, you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code VINEGAR at checkout until 20th November 2019. Check the episode notes for details and terms.